Welcome back to the STL Launch Table Podcast presented by Angela Spitznagel with Coldwell Banker Realty Gundiker. Today's episode features a Selection Sunday review, an interview with soccer star and broadcaster Michael Bear, and of course, Contender Pretender. Let's go. Welcome back, guys, here episode eight of the STL Launch Table Podcast. I'm your host, Trent, here with my co-host, Arjo, and of course, producer Andy. Uh, first and foremost, I uh, want to get jump right in. Selection Sunday is past us now, and uh, there's some controversial decisions, as there are every year. Uh, Arjo, you got any first impressions? Uh, Mizzou at nine. I'm what a little, the heck? I'm a little biased because I'm going there, but uh, like, yeah, what Trent said, what the heck? They're, I think they're better than a nine. They're obviously going to beat Oklahoma, so. I mean, I don't know why. I'm not even going there, but I'm, I'm just bewildered. Bewildered at this. Lifelong Mizzou fan myself. Some just stats to throw at you real quick. Seven quad one wins. Most in the country. Nobody else in the country has more quad one wins than Mizzou. I mean, this is ridiculous. How is this a nine seeds resume? Nine and four against tournament teams? What are we doing here? That's, that's a good record. It's crazy. These are the best teams in the country. Yet still ranked 47 in the net, which was the committee's reasoning for dropping them so low. Is that even... Is that correct? There's no way. It can't be. I mean, I know they did kind of close the season a little cold, but you got to take the whole season into account here. I feel and like they weren't, they weren't given any breaks either. Tillman was out with the with yeah. the death in the family, and they did not give them any breaks. Mizzou's not the same team without him. Not, not the same team without him. Ugh. Just grinds my gears a little bit. Andy, Andy, you got anything to say about that? I mean, yeah, they're definitely, because what were they expecting? Six seed, right? I was expecting a six or seven. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing, nothing else to say. They definitely got slighted. And then right there place right next to Gonzaga. So when they inevitably beat Oklahoma, it's a foregone conclusion at this point. Gonzaga, watch out because you got the best nine seed in the field coming at you. Uh, a lot of teams that they were better than. I'm not going to lie. Uh, better than They beat Florida at Florida like a week ago, two and weeks Florida, ago. Florida's a seven. And Florida's a seven. So I want to know. I, I don't understand. Anyway, move on. Second team I want to talk about. One of my personal favorites going into this tournament, Oklahoma State. Cade Cunningham, best player in the country, pretty much. Pretty much, I don't think there's any objections to that one. Pretty fantastic player. Consensus number one. They beat they beat Baylor, in the Big Twelve tournament. Didn't win it though. Texas Texas ended up taking it. They're a three seed. Out of the Big Twelve comes a three uh, three seeded West Virginia, three seeded Texas, three seeded Kansas, a one seeded Baylor, and a four seeded Oklahoma State. What makes Oklahoma State worse than all those three seeds, Arjo? I don't know if they're necessarily worse, but like it, with the whole season, they didn't play as great as those teams did. Maybe West Virginia, but you know they're hot right now. I think they're gonna make a run. Kate Cunningham, like we said, best player in the country, undisputedly. So we'll see what they can do with the fourth fourth seed. Man, I just I know Texas beat them in the championship game, but I just don't see how the with their Baylor one. I don't I don't see how they're not level with them in West Virginia and Kansas. I mean Kansas had that Baylor one as well, but Kansas slid a little bit during the year too. I don't see how they're not at the same level. It's uh, Oklahoma State's real fun to watch, so I could be a little bit biased about that. But ugh, just it is it is a bold take. One of them higher than a four seed, but we'll see. We'll see. I think they are. I definitely think that. I don't think West Virginia is a four a three seed. I definitely don't think that with almost ten losses. Whatever. Move on. Last one. Last one I got here. Last one I'm not really agreeing with per se. Houston is a two seed. Though I don't really I don't really see the logic behind it. They have they've only beaten one ranked team all year in Texas Tech. They they ran through the schedule otherwise. Won the American Conference for the first time. 
uh, the conference tournament for the first time, but they belong at the two. Have they done enough? Uh, honestly, I have never seen a Houston basketball game, so I don't really know much about them. <laughs> but I know they have a pretty good defense just from, you know, looking stuff up. Good enough to be a two seed, we will find out in the next, what, week, two weeks? Yeah, and the three seed in their region is also uh, West Virginia. Uh, that's a, definitely could be broken wide open, that little bracket right there, though. I believe it's uh, Clemson and Rutgers that get to play next. Uh, Clemson and Rutgers, uh, obviously probably the weakest 7-10 game I've seen in a long time. Neither of those teams are very good. I think Mizzou would beat both of them handily. Just uh, throwing that in there. Mizzou's much better. but That's that's probably the weakest region, I'd say. Because the one seed in that, that's... That's the Illinois region. Illinois and Oklahoma actually State. The top of that bracket be, is much more... Yeah. It's it's very top-heavy. Yeah. But um, there's some teams that can surprise there, I believe. That's uh, San Diego State coming out of there. Uh, I feel like that bottom part of that bracket could blow up real easily, but I think we'll see. Most, most people would say Illinois or, you know, a couple. Might say Oklahoma State coming out of that region. No. I'll let you know. I'm one of those people. <laughs> I am one of those people. We'll get more into that, though. Uh, we're going to pivot right now into our interview with Michael Bear. Uh, Bracket expert and also soccer star, broadcaster, you name it. The kids' list is endless. Um, thanks, guys, for listening. Let's get right into it. COVID-19 has led to a very stressful year for all of us at Oakville and beyond. That is why here at the lunch table, we are partnering with Oakville Stress Balls Company. They are releasing a line of pink and gold stress balls, which can be purchased all around OHS following spring break. A full dollar will be donated to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation for the sale of every pink, do- pink ball as well. Make sure to pick up an Oakville stress ball after spring break to support a great cause and relieve some of that stress. Anyone outside of Oakville that is interested, DM us on Instagram at lunchtablepodstl for more information. Now, let's get right into our interview. Welcome back, guys. Joined here today with Michael Bear, soccer star and college basketball insider and broadcaster. Like I said before, Michael, welcome to the program. What's going on, everyone? Glad to be here. It's awesome. We are very excited to have you here, Michael. So uh, we're going to start off here. we got some bracket talk going on today. It is the NCAA tournament. It's starting tomorrow. When you're listening to this, it'll be today. The first four games will be starting. Um, let's go through the best part of the bracket. Michael, what are some of your upsets for the first round? So my bracket's got quite a bit of a couple <laughs> upsets. Um, the big one being Moorhead State over West Virginia. Um, I just see a 14C being a 3C. I thought it had to happen. And I also got yes. Syracuse. Over San Diego State University, Syracuse always gets hot there in March, so don't want to bet against them. All right. Andy, you got some you got some upsets for us as well? Uh, out of the round of 64, I got Liberty over Oklahoma State, but I mean, okay. other than that, I got a pretty boring bracket, I'm sorry to say. I do have Syracuse going to the Sweet 16, but uh, I mean, it's not, right. not, not a real Cinderella story, but I mean, right. they're, they're not that good. So uh, I got a few myself. I got a couple 12-13 games going on. Uh, I'll talk about one of them because I know Arthur's got some other other ones I want to talk about. I do have UC Santa Barbara beating Creighton. I don't think that's much of a surprise because Creighton's kind of been lacking for the Big East tournament. Um, I got Ohio. I'll let Arthur kind of elaborate on that one. I know he wanted to talk about that one, but I'm big on Jacob Pre- or Jason Preston. Excuse me. I think he's an NBA. He's a first-round first dra- uh, draft pick, I think. Real good player. And the other side, a little more surprising, uh, Villanova, down their point guard. I'm going to go with Winthrop over them. And also, I'm going to take North Texas over Purdue. I'm not really sold on Purdue. I'm not really sold on the Big Ten as a whole. So I think you're going to see some upsets when it comes to Big Ten teams. And uh, North Texas just beat Western Kentucky, who's got a top five pick. I forget the guy's name. Top five pick in the in the, in the NBA draft looking up. 
Um, they beat Western Kentucky in overtime. I think they're gonna they're they're hot. They're gonna stay hot. And uh, I think North Texas Winthrop. That's another Sweet Sixteen matchup for me. But uh, Ardra, uh, like you said, I'm taking Ohio. Um, what was his name? Jason Preston. Yeah, great player. Will be uh, an NBA player in the future. And also Virginia. You know they had to uh, leave the ACC tournament because of COVID. So they're not gonna be practicing. They're not gonna be as prepared for this tournament. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. That's why I'm taking Ohio. And then my other one was Michigan State beating. Uh, who was it? BYU. Not much of an upset. Kind of an upset. Like, well, a little bit. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, Michigan State, if they beat UCLA, they're an 11 seed, so I would consider that an upset. Fair enough. Well, another one I forgot to I forgot to mention that I'm, I'm really high on. didn't put it in my bracket, so I'm, I am trying to win here, but I'm not sold, as I said, on the Big Ten. I said expect some upsets. I think Grand Canyon's taking down Iowa. I'm, I'm going to say here, Grand Canyon, they can shoot Bryce Drew. Man in the helm. I was slow. A bunch of white guys. They can't hang. Grand, <laughs> when Grand Canyon, when Grand Canyon comes out there firing, listen, it's either it's gonna be a blowout in Iowa's favor or Grand Canyon's gonna run away with it. It's one or the other. It's a blowout one way or the other. Grand Canyon wins this game by ten or they lose by forty. It's one way or the other. They come out shooting, nothing's stopping them. These guys are these guys these guys these guys they can ball. So I was trying to say <laughs> they can ball. So do not sleep. If I was putting my money on it, if I want to bet on one fifteen or two or one sixteen game, Grand Canyon over Iowa, don't sleep. Come back here and thank me later. Um, all right, all right, everybody, everybody we'll cool see. with that? Everybody cool with that? All right, let's move on. Cinderella teams. The everybody's got at least one here. Qual to qualify, you have to be an eleven plus seed, making it to the Sweet Sixteen. Michael, what's your Cinderella team this year? I've got Georgetown making all the way to the Sweet Sixteen. I have them losing to Michigan. I just think that that team with Patrick Ewing just got hot recently, blew out Creighton in their championship game. I just don't see them stopping anytime soon. All right. Solid pick. Mm -hmm. Andy? Uh, I sort of mentioned it before, but I had uh, C-11 Syracuse uh, making it a Sweet 16. But, um, I mean, I have Houston as one of my top teams in my bracket. And, I don't know, they just can't win. So, that'll end that. And then all the way to the Sweet 16. Like we said though, that that bottom half looks pretty weak to me. Of that, of that, uh, I forget the what region it was. I believe it was the Midwest region. Uh, yeah, the pretty weak, one. pretty weak down there. Um, I definitely could see that one being blow wide open. There's no reason Syracuse can't make it all the way to Elite Eight, in my opinion. I agree with you there. Um, I got a couple Cinderellas. I'll leave one of them for Arjo, but the other one I got here is Winthrop, mainly because I picked the North Texas upset over Purdue. I feel like Winthrop is just such a good team. Winthrop, uh, their first game also taking on Villanova. Villanova's best players hurt. Um, I think Winthrop's only lost one game all year, only by two points. Not like they beat anybody crazy, but they're just this really solid team all around. So I'm definitely going to go for them. I think they're going to make that run, and if they get that 12-13 uh, game, they're going to be in the Sweet 16, no doubt in my mind. I mean, obviously it's March, anything can happen, but they're my favorite of, of the 12 seeds to make it all the way. I mean, to the Sweet 16, excuse me. Uh, Arjo? So I'm sticking with Ohio. I said they would upset uh, Virginia in the first round. And I do have them beating Creighton in the second round. You know, Creighton, like Michael said, just got blown out by Georgetown. They're also, their coach is also dealing with some stuff on the side. So I think Ohio can definitely have a chance there. But, you know, if they win, they play Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. So we all know how that's probably going to go. I mean, unless, you're, unless you're, just assuming, you're just assuming Mizzou's yeah, not going to win that game. Unless, <laughs> like, what was it, Norfolk State or um, Appalachian State? 
Or Mizzou beats Don't them. Don't we'll sleep see. on Norfolk State. I've felt that one in the past. Believe me. It hurts. Mm. It still hurts. Never in my lifetime has Mizzou won an NCAA tournament game. They're going to do it. If they're going to beat Oklahoma. And then they're going to beat Gonzaga. And they're going to win the chip. But Yeah, all I'm saying, Ohio. I wouldn't put my money on it, but it's going to happen. Isn't that right, Michael? I'm a believer. Yeah, everybody's playing. I here. think if those boys get hot, Drew Smith, Xavier Pinston, Jeremiah Tillman. Yeah, keep Tillman out of foul I mean, trouble. I don't think anyone in this NCAA AA tournament can stop Tillman nope. down low. It seems I mean, crazy. It seems built different. He's, he's got talent. That's true. Desire right. the moon, baby. I've been saying it. I've been saying all the boys here. All the boys in the STL One Table Podcast. We're all pulling for him. Come on, Mizzou. All right, guys. Last and last but not least, everybody's final four and your national champion. Give me the score of the game. Uh, Michael, do you want to start off with how your final four, uh, what your final four teams are, yeah, what your national championship game is, and then the winner. Yeah, I'll go. So I've got Gonzaga versus Texas in the first game. Then I got Ohio State versus Illinois. Then okay. I've got Illinois being Gonzaga. 73 to 65. What's the stop between uh, behind Illinois? I just think Illinois, they've got hot. They just won the Big Ten tournament. I think they're loaded with a bunch of talent. What's that point guard's name? I assume. Yeah, I think he's just too talented. Going to be an absolute stud in the NBA. All right. Andy? Let's see. Well, first off, I got I got Gonzaga uh, winning, winning the whole thing, 79 to 67 over Baylor. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, Final, final four. Let's see. I mean, uh, you know, Gonzaga, Baylor, and uh, they're going. Baylor's beating Ohio State for me. I got Gonzaga and Kansas, and then uh, Michigan. I I really like that team. Had them beating Florida State, and then Illinois beating Tennessee. Okay. Okay. Get some runs going on there. I uh big fan or uh, not a big fan of uh, traditional brackets, Andy. Just so you know. Um, you're not in my good graces right now because I hate I hate I hate normal brackets. Um, I do have Gonzaga winning the the West, so you know, Texas winning the East, Baylor winning the South, and Oklahoma State taking down Illinois in the Sweet Sixteen, going all the way to the Final Four, not stopping there. Oklahoma State taking on Gonzaga in the championship game, not stopping there. Oklahoma State takes it seventy seven sixty two. Cade Cunningham, Final Four, most valuable player, number one overall pick in the NBA draft. Best player I've seen in a long time. It's going to be crazy, boys. It's going to be crazy. Oklahoma State is your champ. No doubt in my mind. Ardro? Uh, I'm going to put a lot of doubt in your mind right now. When was the last time a number one pick led their team to the national championship? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. What is it? <laughs> I, well, I don't know either. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying in general. I got to think I gotta think back. <laughs> I don't even know. Now, for my final four, I got Gonzaga, Alabama, Ohio State, and Illinois. Uh, pretty Pretty simple. No real surprises there. No. And for my winner, uh, I'm going to take Gonzaga over Illinois, 75-71. to 71, And here's why. The last time Duke and Kentucky both missed the NCAA tournament was 1976. And that was the last time there's an undefeated champion. The Indiana Hoosiers. Yep. So, so I think it's, it's going to repeat and I'm going to take Gonzaga. That's, that's quite the stat right there, Arjo. That's a great way to end the interview, too. Uh, Michael, really appreciate you coming on. You'll be joining us for Tender Pretender, so he's not going away yet. Yeah, but uh, I'll be back. really, thank you so much for being here, and uh, let's move right into Contender Pretender. Welcome back, boys, to Contender or Pretender. It's that time of week again. Um, actually, not last week, but this week we're back. We accidentally took a week off. It happens sometimes. It happens sometimes. But we're back. We are back. First and foremost, I want to kick it off. Uh, we got Michael here, Andy, me, myself, Trent, and Arjo. All right, boys, let's start it off. Patriots. 
Oh, NFL free agency has opened, and the Patriots have gone on a spending spree. A spending spree brought back Trent Brown, the offensive tackle. Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith looking to recreate the the tight end magic they had in the glory days in New England. Uh, Nelson Aguilar also uh, coming out, and they re-signed Cam Newton for a contract that could be worth up to $14 million. I don't know what he did to deserve that. Michael, are they a contender in the NFC East or the AFC East again? Excuse me. I think they're pretenders. I think okay. they're spending too much money. I don't think they're going to have enough team chemistry. I think the guys they brought in are good, but I don't think they're just going to click with everyone. I think it's just a bunch of talent, not enough team chemistry. You all got to work as a unit. And I think they're freaking out just spending all their money. Think they can beat the Bills? I don't know that Bills seems talented. Yeah, they are. They're, they're, a group of, they're a good group of guys over yeah. there. What do you got, Andy? $14 million for Cam Newton. I don't know. It's, it's incentive-based, so I believe it's, I believe it's a 6 to $8 million base. Okay. Added with six so to eight million of of I don't, I don't add-ons know. with incentives. Cam Newton's just not the right quarterback there. I don't know. That's just my opinion. So I I see them as pretenders. Like I mean, you can spend all that money, but I mean, like you said, you mentioned the, the Bills, dude. Yeah. We all love the Bills. We we all know they're the better team. Big fan of the Bills. Fan. Adding on to the Bills, they did sign Emmanuel Sanders too. So they added another weapon for Josh Allen. Dang. What do you What do you think? What do you think, Arjo? I think they're going to be better than they were last year because, I mean, along with these signings, they also get all the players who opted out last year. So that defense is going to be a lot better. But I'm still hung up on Cam Newton. Don't think he's the right guy for the job, especially for the Patriots. What I think they might what they might do, though, is draft Mac Jones and then let him sit a year behind Cam Newton and then let Mac take over and see what happens. So two years from now, they could be contenders. But for now, I'm still going pretender. Not sold on Mac Jones. How about the quarterbacks? They don't. They don't pan out in the NFL, never have, never will. Tua? No. That's their best chance. Tua has yet to impress me. I mean, it's been one year, but, you know, whatever. Not the point. Taking Mac Jones out of the equation. I'm going to I'm gonna call them contenders for a wild card this year. I think they're contenders. I think they're back in the game. I don't think they're as good as the Bills, but I think they can get a winning record, get back into the playoffs. Belichick, one of the best coaches, obviously, still. Cam Newton thrived in... Um, in Carolina when he had Greg Olson. Now he's got that two tight end system that helped Tom Brady become so successful. And Cam Newton is more athletic than Tom Brady. He can make plays. He can get out of the pocket. Those guys can make catches for him. I think I think I think the Patriots can really compete this year. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna start I think I'm gonna believe. And uh I don't like them, so I'm not biased here. I really have never liked the Patriots, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with contender here for a wild card, not for the a- NFC AFC East. AFC. It is still the Bill Belichick-led team. So it is. I mean, he might be past it. It might be too late. Tom Brady, he, he might have been relying too much on Tom Brady, which you could see based on what uh you know, what happened him, this year. Him winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. And, I mean, he had a lot of weapons in uh, Tampa Bay. It helped him out a lot. All right. Let's move on. Next topic I got here. The women's tournament also starts this week. Selection Monday just passed us. I got a question for you all. Do you guys think that a non-1C can finally win the women's tournament for the first time since 1997 this year? I know we don't know a lot about women's college basketball. Let's try to weigh in. Andy, I'm going to start with you. Well, as you can probably tell, I barely follow men's college basketball. <laughs> so I really know nothing about the women's side. But uh, I don't know. That's a that's a long streak to like break. Yeah. So I'm a – I guess – well, I don't even know. Contender for tender, which, which is which? Uh, a non-one seed winning the NCAA tournament. Are they contender? Can they even contend for a title? No, no one can contend other than the one seed. It's That's been, what I'm saying. It's been 24 years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael? I have to agree with Andy. I think UConn and South Carolina are just too good. I don't right. think anyone in that women's side can beat them. 
No one has ever. No one will. Yeah. I mean, they haven't since. The last time a team with less than, I believe it was four losses, has won was uh, 1997 when Tennessee had 10 losses and they were a three seed. They're the lowest seed to ever win the women's tournament. A three seed. So, Arjo? Uh, also a pretender. Uh, I'm taking UConn. They're just, you know, annually good. It's yeah. Still going to happen. See, I, I would say the same thing. I, I mean, I'm... I would go with with I would like to, in the in the spirit of competition, I'd love to say that they are contenders, but they're not. Um, Paige, I I can't remember these Bukers, for for Connecticut is the only women's player I've watched play all year, and she is literally fantastic. Only a freshman, I think she has the potential to be the women's goat. She's literally the best, one of the best pairs I've ever seen. I remember watching her in high school. Uh, definitely gonna stay uh, for the next four years. Here's the bold take. Next four years, they're all pretenders. UConn, it's UConn and everybody else. Paige Bukers, best player in the country, best player in the WNBA soon to be. Uh, yeah, UConn, four in a row. That's what I've been saying. All right, so let's move on. Uh, today is St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day, boys. Happy St. Patrick's Day. It's a big, big, big event. I got some Irish in me, I think. Um, me too. My- <laughs> What we got? I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> I've seen some auto-generated FIFA characters that had the last name Curran, so I I think, and they're all Irish. So yeah. I think that that might be an Irish it's name. A little bit, yes, it is. That's it's good. Congratulations, Andy. It's a big day for it's, you. Yeah, big day for you. Best best day of the year. Yeah. Okay. So um. Anyway, uh, you actually gonna be listening to this the day after St. Patrick's Day. So happy late St. Patrick's Day to all the listeners. Uh, we still love you guys. Um, the Cardinals. Sporting the green St. Patty's Day uniforms today. I know you guys have all taken a look at them. Are you a fan, contender, or pretender? Would you buy it? No, I would not. I think those jerseys are hideous. Doesn't represent the Cardinals at all. (laughs) (laughs) Just doesn't appeal to me. Andy? I mean, I I see what they're going for. I mean, but, like, the red and the green just doesn't work. I don't know. If if the lettering was was a little different, then maybe, but no. It's It's a pretender. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get I'm gonna give us a visual here, uh, so we make sure we got it all up for everybody. I don't think uh, uh, there we go, like something like that. Yeah. See, That's... I I these these are last years. These aren't this year or uh, not last years, but a few years ago. I mess with it. I'm I'm a big fan of the green. I like to mix it up. Baseball's a long season. You know, it's 162 games. It's an absolute grind. I like to mix it up. Kind of take some risks. The red and green, I can, I, can, I can agree. It clashes a little bit with you boys, but I'm going to call this one a contender. I think I would definitely purchase it for my yearly uh, St. Patrick's Day attire, even though I did miss the boat with the green attire this, today, um, unfortunately. Uh, Arjo is, of I, course, wearing I the green. I am wearing green right now. I didn't even think about that. But uh, I'm going to say pretender. It just, it just doesn't look good. And, yeah. That's, yeah. that's all you got? That's all I got. That's all you got. All right, let's I move am, on then. I am repping St. Patrick's Day right now. Intentionally not. That's awesome. I, I am. Are you? Are you? Are you have any? You have any Irish in you, Arjo? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's, That's a awesome. joke, brother. I'm Indian. I'm, I'm not actually Irish, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could though. You might. Have, I, I thought you said you had a little por- Portuguese in you earlier today. Potentially. Didn't Potentially. Know about that. <laughs> yeah, it's a big moment for him. He's got a little <laughs> European blood. Good for him. Good for him. All right. Yeah. Let's move on. Next topic. Uh, Oakville baseball kicks off this season. Um, Arjo, actually a member of the team, kicking off this Friday against uh, Melville at Melville. Uh, I want you guys to, uh, are they a contender this year for the district title? Like the basketball team so valiantly pulled off for the first time in 11 years. Can this uh, 2021 class uh, propel 
to another district title. Michael. Uh, no. <laughs> as, as much as I wish my beloved Oakville High School could win a district championship at Oakville, I can't remember the last time they did it, and it will continue to stay that way. That team has no talent whatsoever. <laughs> the coaching staff is, is aging significantly. <laughs> and I just don't see any way that team wins a, cha- a district championship this year. Anything to ask? I mean, Contender pretender for you? I, I, I'll disagree. Coaching staff getting old? I, mean, I see Sturm at Snap, and he's, I mean, he, what, he's pumping iron there. I don't know. What's he now, 58? He's getting up there. I was, I was going to go with, like, high 40s, but that, that works he doesn't, he doesn't look like it. No, I, I personally like Sturm, and I like, I like all the players on the team, so I'm going to root for them. They're contenders. Yes. I, with the uh, S... Piggybacking on Mandy. I'm a big fan of all, all Oakville athletics, but I'm just gonna have to go with pretender here. <laughs> given the given the, the the competition in their district, Are you want to list off a district for us? Uh, uh, we, don't, we don't have like an official district yet, but it's probably Melville, Fox, Limburg, Viani, and Rockwood Summit, something like that. So, um, not to be mean or anything, but you're probably the worst team other than Melville in that in that district. Maybe uh, maybe even Melville. Like, oh, I'm just saying, for. so like, oh. I'm not saying you guys are bad because you're not, but uh. the pitching, the pitching is limited. <laughs> the pitching uh. is limited. You guys are good. The pitching is how many star? I mean, how many starters you got that you can roll out two and then Pope is a bullpen slash starter guy. Right. I mean, yeah, if you say so. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I think your arms are just going to run out. I think you guys can really get hot early on. I'm not saying I don't think you could do something early in the season, but I think the arms are going to – that's that's why I'm going pretender here. Uh, TJ Myersagen, great friend, friend of the program. Got to keep that arm healthy for the year, TJ, for you guys to be successful. Jacob Frost, I have faith in him. Um, absolute unit of a man. And I think Jack Pope can put some, some innings together, but after that, I don't know where the, the production on the mound's going to come from. And you can't win championships without the pitching staff, so – Arjo, you want to defend yourself here, or are you going pretender so, as well? I mean, I feel kind of obligated to say contender, being part <laughs> of the team. But, you know, I think, you know, it's it's 2021-ish. It is. So, it is 2021. Like, there's still COVID. It could still happen. One of our teammates recently got quarantined. So anything can happen. Like, he's fine. He doesn't have COVID. We're chilling. But, you know, like I said, anything can happen. And, you know, there are some good teams in our district. I won't, I won't go against that. But what I will say is, we will have the best uniforms in the state. No competition. I don't. That doesn't get you anything, actually. <laughs> Nothing no, at all. No, I mean, no. it might get like a, a cool Instagram pic, no, but I'm, not if you guys go like five and twelve. No, like you I know what I mean? Like you look good, you play good. That's a hot take right there because it's never really worked like that before. But um, hey, good for you, man. It I'm has. Saying, it's hey. been like eleven, twelve years since baseball won a district title. Basketball pulled it off. Why can't baseball? Because uh, basketball's district wasn't very good. <laughs> Not taking it away. We we were great. We were actually awesome. Um, but no. Yeah, I think the district. Of- the, I'm going with the level of the district as my difference here, and also we were 500, and I just don't know if you guys are going to be 500 or not. <laughs> But I mean, I hope you do. I really heard for you, but I just I don't know. I'm I'm gonna go logically. That's a fair point. It's because two of two of the teams in our district are ranked in the top ten in the state, or top fifteen, something really good. And then Lindbergh, you know, supposedly has seven to eight D one commits or two B D one commits in the future. 
Daniel Fox is pretty good, and we're better than Melville, Fox is pretty good, I'd say. Yeah. So, you know, well, we're gonna. Hey, you can at least win the playing game, though. <laughs> and, you know, if you get maybe, maybe we'll pull a pull a Ohio from March Madness. They haven't some, even they the, haven't done anything the, yet, bro. They haven't they, the table. Okay, a Georgia, a Georgetown, a Georgetown from the from that conference run, from the Big run East the table at the end. Yeah, that one. Yeah, sports podcast. You got to start doing some research, are you? <laughs> They're in the Big East, bro. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Enough Oakville baseball talk. Probably the end. Probably for the rest of the year. I'm just gonna move on for that one. I mean, unless Arjo wants to, but. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, some good results we get to talk about in the future. All right. Next piece of news: LeBron, uh, his second investment now with the Fenway Sports Group has taken place. Businessman LeBron is now part owner of the Boston Red Sox. A uh, couple questions. First and foremost, we're gonna start with this one: Is the businessman LeBron a contender for you in the eyes of MJ? Are they at the same? Are they gonna be at the same level one day, or is MJ just too far ahead? Um. For me personally, I think that LeBron is a contender in this one. He's done it with Liverpool. Yes. I don't know if he could quite be an owner, but I think he enjoys buying parts of companies and yeah. having interest in them. Yeah. So yeah. I see LeBron being a smart businessman here and taking part ownership in a good company. And uh, Honestly, uh, it would be cool. I don't know how much longer he's going to stay with the Lakers, but I think it would be cool to see him uh, become partners, you know, part-time ownership in a Los Angeles team. Okay. You know, just, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go here. I'm going to say definitely um, I'm going to go with Pretender. Just if you're looking at, at the same level as MJ, MJ is a billionaire. His brand is always going to be better than LeBron's, even though LeBron did sign that billion-dollar deal with Nike for, like, a lifetime, which is really crazy. LeBron's a really smart businessman. I think he'll be one of the most successful players coming out of the NBA, along with, like, a, at, like, a Shaq level, a little higher, I think. I don't think he'll uh, have, like, the broadcasting money and stuff like that, but I think he'll make a lot of good business decisions. He's got his school going, but um, I don't think he'll ever reach that billionaire mark. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen, but... I think he's uh, real smart. I'm not a big LeBron fan, but off the court, I think he does a lot of great things. That, that is true. Uh, I'm going to take Pretender when you're comparing it to Michael Jordan. But in terms of like how he's invested and how he's like become part owners in these brands, he's done like a great job. Because I know he invested in that pizza, Blaze Pizza Company. That thing just took off. Like It's worth like $500 million now. Wow. And it was like eight less than a million when he bought it. So that's, that's crazy right there. And now he's owning, um, what was it? Red Sox and then Liverpool, parts of parts of two of the biggest teams in the world, I'd say. So yeah, and also on a completely different note, that's kind of related. LeBron is the biggest bandwagoner I've ever seen, man. Yeah, he is. It's like he's got he's got the Cleveland Indians. He's been seen rooting them. Supposedly which, a big time Yankees. Which fan. is why I say this: if the Boston Celtics can turn their season around, and they become one of the best teams in the East again, what's stopping him already being a part owner in Boston? From ending his career with Brownie in Boston. The fact he played for Cleveland. Is that a contender? Is that a contender of a move? He's already he's already invested in the Boston Red Sox. He's got business interest there. Can he end up in Boston, Michael? Contender, pretender? Not this no. year, maybe not next year, but to end I, his career. I don't see it. I mean, when he played for Cleveland, Boston absolutely hated him. Yeah, they did. I don't remember a Boston team that's liked LeBron James, so I think it would be a bad decision for LeBron to go there to Fair see that absolutely hates him. Okay. Not to mention, he does play in the Lakers, and the Lakers-Celtics rivalry is, like, he doesn't pretty, care about that. pretty massive. But Andy? I mean, I guess, I guess LeBron, he seems like he's got all the money, but uh, no way that's happening. He's got enough money mm-hmm. by the time his career ends. So what I'm really, what I'm really looking at is here, when his, his son Bronny gets into the league, 
if that team happens to be the Celtics that drafts him, do you think he'll follow? That's a good question. If that happens, then I could see it. That's but what if, I'm saying. But if that doesn't happen, then no. And that you don't think that that could be set up in a way that his business interests are set up in Boston, and he might even have some kind of ties to the, the Celtics owners in that way. He might. He might, but... I think I he'll follow anywhere. I think he'll go anywhere, but if it's Boston, he'll definitely go there. I don't think it's going to stop him. I think I definitely think that's one of the preferred destinations. I bet they could they could conjure up together. Sleeper on that one, the Knicks. I want to see him back in Cleveland. If Both them back in Cleveland. Gets drafted to the Cavs. He's got to get drafted, man. He's not that good. <laughs> it's just he's a sophomore I don't know. In high school, he's, he's two years younger. He than scored us. forty. He scored forty-one <laughs> points in his freshman year total. He also played at Sierra Canyon. He started every game. The At Sierra Canyon, though. yeah, yeah. and then with BJ team. Boston too. And this year he tore his meniscus, so we really have not seen enough. Um, if he grows to be the size of his dad, that'll be different. But he's still like six four, six three. I mean, it's pretty big, big, but he's a point guard, he's a and he's. <laughs> yeah, he's a listen, man. Guy. Listen, man. I just I'm not sold yet. How tall you, Trent? <laughs> that was not the question, Michael. <laughs> I'm a talent evaluator, not a talent giver. All right, all right, all right. Let's move on. Too much LeBron talk. I don't really like LeBron that much. Um. Final topic today, the gas prices have now risen approximately 80 to 90 cents, depending on where you are across the country. Um, are these a contender for you? Um, are they still, is it still keeping you buying gas? Are you happy when you're filling up, Andy, uh, or is it really taking a toll on you? I, I, well, first off, I, I don't have a big car. Like, I don't normally spend a lot on gas, but, yeah. like, over 40 bucks, like, Ooh, I don't know. That's a lot. Yeah, not, not, not a good, not a good uh not a good situation. No. Consider, or pretender for me. All right. Michael? Uh, I think it's a pretender, too. I mean, Texas is going to get back to normal. Spring break's going to end here soon. I think people are going to stop traveling here for a little bit. I think those prices are going to go back down. That's that's a good point. Very good point. Uh, Ardro? Ardro? Uh, pretender. Nobody likes high gas prices. It's, it sucks. And that's about it. Yeah. Uh, four pretenders here. Gas prices, uh, just, this is really not even like a, a debate here. It's more of just a, a disclaimer, like what the heck is going on with gas? Like somebody fix it, please, because I just paid $25 for like eight gallons this morning. And I know we live in Missouri and that's like great for most, like for most states, but come on now. I don't want to pay that much for my gas. This ridiculous. is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Uh, it's crazy. I remember people coming from Illinois to get gas yeah, here in, in St. Louis and now it's, now it's like this. I don't know. Oh no, it's still crazy though. I, I remember we were there at the driving range the other night and it was way over three. Mm-hmm. So it's uh definitely scary times for anybody who owns an automobile. Um we wish you uh luck in the future um as we get through this hard time together. Uh anyway, uh appreciate Michael. Thank you so much for coming on the program. Andy, Arjo, and myself. Uh we love you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in after a week off and uh we'll see you later.